Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to The Great Overthinker with your host, me, Jazamar. I am super excited today, like I am for every episode. But yes, today I have a guest with me that I, I've known for about, I don't even know, is it two, three years? Yeah, three? probably almost three years now. Yeah, we um, we do the vocals together sometimes. We're in a, a choir that um, we're not singing in because of COVID. Oh, no. Mache <laughs> um, is here with us today. How are you? I'm good. Hi, everyone. Hey. So how's your day going so far? It's going pretty good. Um, I started a new job last week, and so today feels like... Hey. Yeah, it's just like a blur a little bit, um, learning so much, but it's going good. I'm Yay. excited for the sun to return to LA. Cool. So um, before we get into who is Mache, uh, we're going to spin the wheel of randomness. Okay. Um, so whenever you're ready, go ahead and spin. Okay, let's see. Dee, dee, dee. I'm going to try to figure out some music for this part. <laughs> I know. Okay, here goes. Okay, so I got rhythm and bars. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Are you, you prepared? You know what? Um, I'm not prepared. It's okay. But let me see if I can, you know, okay. give a I have something. A, I have a beat for you. Oh, look at you. Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, you could say I don't want beat or... We go either way. What no, do you I, think? I, I probably should. I probably should go with the beat. So let's go with the beat. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> okay, let's try. Let me see. My name is Mache and I love to play. I love going to the beach and hanging out. I love being around all my friends and I really love to shout. Hey. <laughs> that was good. That is the first and last freestyle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. You should have heard <laughs> Thank me you, though. Jess. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm do it too. Okay. <clears throat> See what I can do. Um, I'm mentally prepared. I'm telling you, freestyling okay. is an art. It so for is. those who do it that, is. I don't take it for granted. Now yeah. I can write little songs and stuff, so it's not, you know, I have the yeah. ability to write stuff but freestyling is like a, a whole other thing so it is all right let's see here we go here we go here we go all right here we go all right i don't know what i'm gonna say but i know it's gonna be cray yeah the beat you know it's fire fresh out the pan like some jambalaya one, two, three, four, five. I'm glad to be alive. Emma Shea, she chilling with me. My flow better than last week, so I'm winning. Twinning, we both got locks. But Mache cut hers all off, but I'm not. At least not for now. Nothing else to say. I'm out. <laughs> hey, I love it. That was oh so good. <laughs> oh, I'm, you get nervous with these things. I know. But see, I know. I'm going to get better. I know. Like, the more I do it. Yep. It's gonna be chill. Yeah. And you know, 
we're gonna make it happen so yay thank you for doing that that was dope of course <laughs> thank you for asking me that was cute i love it for sure for sure so now we're gonna just get into like who is mache like tell us a little bit more yeah. about you um i think first and foremost i need to just pay homage to the place from whence I've come. Um, So I am originally born and raised in Waynesboro, Georgia. It is a small town um, south of Augusta, which is the landmark that everyone from there uses because people know Augusta because of the masters. So Mm -hmm. born and raised a Georgia girl. Um, I moved to Los Angeles. My husband and I moved to LA about four years ago. My job at the time relocated us from Atlanta. So when I talk about where I'm from, it's like a huge part of who I am. I'm country as country can be. Lots of people are really shocked to hear that or know that about me, but I am very Southern and very country and I love it. It has made me um, a super well-rounded person. And so I just always have to shout out where I'm from. Um, Born and raised in Georgia. I've spent the last 10 years really kind of navigating and kind of building a career in marketing, specifically in social and digital marketing. Absolutely love social media. Um, I found this weird superlative from grad school that was like, Mache is most likely to tweet than text. And Uh. so it it really is like, I am that person. I will see somebody calling me all day long, but I would, I will text and tweet you as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I am again, country girl. I love marketing. Absolutely love my family. I really enjoy singing. Um, I'm so glad that jazz, you know, you and I met through choir because I feel like it kind of brought me back into the world, the gifts and talents that I have. Um, Mm -hmm. I had kind of been sleeping on them a little bit. So choir gives me an outlet just to be creative in a different way. Um, I love to swim. I love sports. I love to read. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm pretty cool. Um, (laughs) I'm definitely like. As, as an aside, like I'm country, but I'm also very much a nerd. So I read and know a lot about a lot of different things. So I just walk into rooms and can have conversations with random people. That's kind of who I am. So that's me. Yo, you sound like me. Because <laughs> you know, we could from, be kindred spirits. I mean, I'm from a small town too. Uh, and I'm, I was a, a nerd as well. well I, I was yeah. a nerd. I am a nerd. Still. But I was like, me too. but I'm like a cool nerd. Like I yeah. have friends and I had different kinds of friends. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you. When did you um, come to LA? Yeah. So we came to LA in 2017, um, literally six months into me having the job. They were like, oh yeah. So we're moving the whole like department to Los Angeles. Do you want to go? And I'm like, sure. Because again, born and raised in Georgia, yeah. I moved from my small town to my small college town to Atlanta. And so this was a real like once in a lifetime opportunity for me to just see a different side of the nation and also also to live inside in a space that was, you know, different from home. It, it really pulled me out of my comfort zone. And I'm so grateful. I love it here. Nice. Wow. Sounds like you didn't have to overthink that at all (laughs) i i know crazy because i overthink lots of other things (laughs) that's so funny i mean i know there are people in my small town that 
they're not leaving like yeah. they're they, mm-hmm. they're really comfortable there they love it in the small town and they would never think about moving to a bigger city so that's cool that you know Same. once the opportunity came you're like okay i'm leaving <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i definitely had to be primed for it you know it wasn't like i just went from waynesboro to la um college definitely brought out you know, some of my kind of goals and allowed me to see the world in a different way. And then obviously living in Atlanta for a while, um, I just was exposed to so much and I'm just, you know, passionate about experiencing other cultures. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes people forget how big and how vastly different America is. Like we're always kind of looking for abroad you know destinations abroad or to go internationally but i'm like live on the other side of the country it's like a completely different experience (laughs) yeah oh i know i've been there so now we're going to get into the overthought um today we're going to be talking about finding your purpose what does that mean do we overthink it do we not overthink it things like that so um mache what is your thought on finding purpose Oh, man. Jazz, I have so many thoughts about purpose. So I'm really excited about this conversation. (laughs) Um, I can ask you a specific question first getting into it. Oh, go ahead. um, Okay. Like, what do you what do you define as purpose? I think a lot of people have different ways they define it. But like, how do you define purpose? Whoa, I think that one just like hit me over the head. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um. I'll say this, I think that at certain points in my life, I've felt like purpose was the thing that I was put on the earth to do. Mm-hmm. And I no longer think that. I think that purpose is the collection of experiences and interactions and connections that I was created to have. So it changes from just one solid action to more about like the life experience. And I think for me, I've been able to find simpler thoughts about purpose because I've embraced that, that it's not just one kind of bullseye or target that I have to hit, but it's more so about me taking meaning and impact seriously as I engage anyway, every day. Wow. Well, um, all right. I'm just going to stop the podcast now. Stop the recording. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yo, like I was going to say, yeah, it's like what we're put on earth to do. Uh I don't think of it in a, like, like you said, I don't think as it's, it's one specific thing that we're intended right. to do. I, I do think there there's other things, but experiences yeah. that that's a whole nother like mm-hmm. ball game. Like, tell me more about that. Like, what did you? Yeah, I mean, I think even with so not just experiences in the sense that like I'm experiencing something like as myself like by myself but more so even the interactions that I have with other people like for example you know this is completely made up but you know I'm randomly in Target and I have a conversation with someone in line and they share a book with me that kind of changes the course of my life right to me that that is purposeful right and so it's less again about just one single action 
and you check the box and I'm like, okay, well, I fulfill my purpose. Let me go on. It's more about how the collection of these experiences and these interactions and even the work that we do to me is purposeful, right? It doesn't have to be your vocation necessarily, but more so what you bring to the work and the ways that you use, which in my mind are our divine um, kind of ingredients, so to speak, you know, those things impact how we engage with others and impact the world. And so when I, again, coming back to purpose, when I think about purpose, it's not just a single action. And I think as soon as our generation kind of realizes it's not one thing, I think we'll be much freer yes. and um, much more liberated to do what we feel we can do and what we feel we've been called to do because we're not like laser focused on this one thing this one moment in time you know this one year out of my life I have to build this thing and it has to look like this once you take that laser focus off it's like I'm free to do whatever as long as I'm bringing like the purpose and meaning to everything that I do yes Yo, I was just talking to my partner about this the other day. And I think having that mindset is actually, it is freeing, but it also could be scary because yes. for some people, they're like, mm-hmm. well, what's next? Oh, you know, my gosh, I, I think, yes. you know, if you are, there's this one big dream or this one thing that you think is your purpose, if you actually achieve that thing, then you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Yes. And, you know, I, it's just funny you talking about this because I literally was having this conversation like a couple of days ago. And even for myself, you know, there are so many things I want to do. And as you're doing it, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. OK, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. But what do I do when this is done? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and, you know, I think that could be scary. And I think that's probably where a lot of people's overthinking come in, but also procrastination in general 100%. um that lasts for years sometimes 100% 100% I I definitely have had this this conversation ad nauseum and you know it's it's one of the conversations that I feel like every time you have it you walk away with something new mm-hmm. and so just even in you talking about how I think how you know you think people are afraid of it and they procrastinate all of those things because I think in some ways we push off what we feel um is like is like our assignment because we're constantly surrounded especially in these times by our mortality and death right and so if if you subscribe to a belief that well, once I fulfill my purpose, then what else do I have in life? You know, that can be a very scary thing. And I remember, I remember distinctly a pastor, a former pastor listening to him. And he said something like, you know, um, God, I, I think it, I think he was trying to almost like summarize or make people feel okay with death. And it was, it was something to the, to the extent of like, um, if if God once you fulfill your purpose or or this is it, you only pass away when you've either fulfilled your purpose or refused to. And so if I'm, let's say, a teenager and I'm sitting in the crowd and I'm thinking like my purpose has an expiration date, 
then that can feel very scary. You know what I mean? And it can feel very almost debilitating in some ways because you're like, so you mean God, the vast master creator of the entire universe and all the world would put me on earth simply to do X thing, you know, it it is almost kind of limiting God and, and what, what our beliefs about God are and just our connectivity to God. And so I definitely have had to kind of find my own ways to define purpose because I think that if you don't do it for yourself, you can easily get put in a box. And if you're not careful, you'll stay in that box because you feel like that's your purpose. Yeah. Yo, you know what came up for me, like as I'm listening to you talk about this, specifically as it relates to when, you know, people pass away and things like Mm -hmm. that. Usually when, say someone's like, I don't know, 70, 80, 90, they pass away. They're like, well, they did it all. Like Uh they they did it. There is no, it's, it's definitely a celebration and there's this idea that they fulfilled their purpose, whatever that thing was. Yes. And when it's someone younger, uh-huh. um, it's just, they're so young. They had so much more to do and, OMG. you know, all these things. And it really ties to purpose yeah. because, you know, for me now, um, cause I've been thinking about this stuff for a while. Like, well, if, if a, a child pass, passes away, oh, how sad that is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what was their purpose? Yeah. Like they, maybe they were here. They were only supposed to be here for whatever amount of time and touch whoever's life in yeah. whatever way that changes the course of their their uh, their life to do whatever it is for another child. Maybe I, mm-hmm. I don't really know. But the more I think of it in, you know, your purpose does not have an expiration. And, and because you have multiple things that you could do yes. or be destined to do, yes. there is no like yeah too soon yeah. like when you leave hopefully you have fulfilled at least some of the the purposes but by the time you pass away that maybe that's just your purpose yeah. you know and, and you know that's why it's important i think when you talk about you know living in the moment and and freeing yourself up it's like well let's try to do mm-hmm. as much as we can you know in a more free liberated way Yes. To make sure by the time that time comes for for all of us, because we're all destined for that, yep. um, that we've lived a fulfilled life, whether it's at, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the time to go is. But it's really about how those things are ingrained in us. So um, where do you, I mean, that was just an idea, but where do you think our ideas of what purpose is? comes from you know what i'll just go ahead and say for me as you know the country kid that i am i think that much of mine um my early beliefs about purpose and even just destiny i think really originated from sunday school you know it was like church and and you're sitting in faith-based communities and you know that's like entire entirely different conversation it is but <laughs> you know depending on where your theology comes from and where you learned it first um 
you can be very limited to what other people will place on you. Meaning they will say things like, you know, you are destined to be in somebody's pulpit or, you know, mm-hmm. your purpose is to be a disciple or be a missionary or, or whatever, you know, it's not just limited to those things. So I think that very early on, um, to no fault of like parents or anything, I just think it's just being a product of your environment. You know, you start to kind of be programmed to think like, oh, I'm supposed to grow up and I'm supposed to build out a ministry and I'm supposed to do all these things, you know, and you really have to, you really have to do your own work and unlearn some of the things that you feel or not even you feel, but we feel we've been programmed with so that we can have a fresh palette when it comes to really experiencing and learning what our purposes are. And I, I, we can use purpose in the plural or we can use it singular again, you know, it's still one collection of all the many experiences you have. I mean, I'm sure you've had experiences where people, you've had conversations where someone said, Jazz, oh my gosh, you really changed my mind about about X topic or that or this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To me, those things are still part of your purpose because you are just expressing who you are. And so that lends itself to helping shift and change the perspectives of others. And so I think that, again, as we are going throughout life, we really should be living in the moment, as you said, because I think that that is what really, truly allows us to live in our purpose in each moment. You can't just say like, you know, I have an interaction over here and it has nothing to do with this interaction over there because our lives are all connected. Humanity is connected. We were made to commune and fellowship together. And so we really have to get out of this kind of individual vision of ourselves in the world and understand that we're all connected. And so what I say to you can diminish you or it can elevate you or amplify you. And so I'm always constantly thinking like, if I don't have anything too good to say, then I'm just not going to say it, you know, (laughs) because I don't want to, I don't want to jeopardize anybody else's dreams. Yeah. Yo, that's like, like in listening to this too, like, it sounds like we have to break down, like, I guess the types of purpose, Mm. because I think if you're going back to the church and how we're, how we grew up, a lot of it is is tied to your purpose is tied to church some yep. some kind of way, and it also, say for instance, it's not. It's tied to either success, whatever that yes. means. So is, is it money? Yes. Is it um, popularity? Uh-huh. Like you know, how many people can you reach? And maybe even know you reach. Yeah. Um, you know, I have this many followers or, you know, my church is this big or, yep. you know, I'm you know, in a concert and I'm playing for this many people in the audience. Like those things, for some reason, we, we tied a purpose. And I think that's something we definitely like we just have to break down. Yeah. I remember um, years ago, just thinking about what makes a person a professional or successful in whatever that thing is. So say for instance, you're a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Do you have to go to the NBA to be successful? 
can you, you know, teach at a school or coach kids uh-huh. and you're doing your passion, you're doing the thing that you love, but you know, you're touching people's lives in a different way. Is that, su- is that success? Yeah. You know, and, and I think it is, but I don't think a lot of people do because or at least society's definition of it, it's like, no, you got to be making this much money and doing all these other things. So, you know, and all of that, you definitely like all of us have to figure out first, how do we define purpose? Where did it come from? Yeah. And how do we, if it doesn't align with where we're trying to go and how, um, making us a little bit more free and liberated in a Mm -hmm. day-to-day way, I think we just have to start breaking those, those things down. Like, why do I think purpose means this other thing? Yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't, it it really doesn't. Yeah. I think I love that you brought up passion because that was definitely like bouncing around in my head as you were Mm -hmm. talking. And I, I hear lots of people, um, I mentor several like young people and some young professionals, well, younger professionals. And, um, you know, they're, they're constantly talking about, well, I'm passionate about X thing. Like, you know, they're passionate about sports or they're passionate about singing or they're passionate about whatever. And I try to tell them that you can be passionate about something and never work a day in it. So you can be passionate about sports and you can be the best basketball player your high school has ever seen. But that does not mean that your purpose is necessarily to go and and play in the NBA. And so I think that what we have to do, like you said, as a society is reestablish what our view of success is and really understand ultimately how simple the creator really intended our lives to be. You know, if you think about Adam and Eve, they were chilling in the garden. You know what I mean? Eating the fruits and vegetables. They were not pressed about a nine to five or, you know, being afraid to ask for PTO or having to work on maternity leave. You know what I mean? It's like so simple. And and so I think that we've come so far from what this life was really intended to be that we as a society have to get fed up and decide we're going to reestablish and rewrite the rules. And we are going to be appreciative of whatever experiences we have. Like every person that plays basketball is not going to become LeBron, but you might coach LeBron or you might teach LeBron or you might babysit LeBron. You know, there's just so many ways for us to be purposeful in our living and I think that we really take that for granted and something that I have tried to do in my life because I am a country kid and I'm used to you know people you were talking about how people from your hometown you know you know some of them are going to leave same exact same my parents grandparents great-grandparents have all lived in the same place forever generations now and so that. that thought is always in my head about simple life, a simple life, an easy life, a life that is still purposeful, but it doesn't have all the glitz and glamour of a cross country move or, you know, two or three degrees. And so I think it's important for us again, getting back to our question about purpose and finding it is that we just feel confident in ourselves that we've been divinely purposed in this life to to serve 
and to have a full experience and be okay with that. It doesn't have to be broadcasted on the news for us to live a life well lived. Yeah, that's that's deep. And I think even thinking about, you know, the towns that we're from, any small town or, Mm -hmm. you know, suburb, whatever, like people tying it even to location. Yes. Yo, you can live in the smallest town and have purpose. Yes. Like you, you do have purpose, not can have, you do. Yes. It's just a matter of finding it and living in it day to day. There's 100%. people who are like, I'm I'm a farmer and I, you know, I chill, I don't do nothing. There's purpose in that, yo. Yes. And it's it's just about, you know, breaking yourself, I said a little bit earlier, but breaking yourself away from these ideas of what purpose is mm-hmm. and to find that thing for you and i do believe once you you figure that out there's no way you can't live in your purpose like every day or find find a, the opportunity yes to to exercise you yes. know you being in your purpose so that's that's deep i mean yeah. do you feel um that you have found your purpose or pur- oh, man. purposes <laughs> You know what, Jazz? I think that I spent, so just to give you a little bit of background, like after I graduated college, I had done everything I felt I needed to do. I was very involved on campus, had good grades. I graduated and I was like, yes, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to start this career and everything's going to be great after that. And it wasn't. Um, I graduated college in 2010 and that was just around the time that the recession hit. And so it was hard. It was hard to find a job. It was hard to find full-time work. In fact, I it took me three years, three full long years to wow. find full-time work. And so in that time, um, I, I went into depression. I was just really feeling let down. Um, God and I had a couple of fallouts because I was like, sir, I've done all that I could do. What do you mean? I've been in church since I was a kid. You know what I It was just a time for me to reform my faith. And so in that time, though, I feel like I started to challenge what society had placed on me. All those things about, you know, these are the steps you take to have a successful life. This is what a successful life looks like. This is all that you need to do to to be the American dream. Mm -hmm. And I came out of that with a new sense of, life and hope and purpose. And so I stopped thinking about purpose as this one kind of bar that I had to climb up to and more about the collection of experiences that I've been talking about. And so when I think about my purpose, I know that a theme of my purpose is really helping and connecting people to the resources that can help them get to the next level in whatever capacity that means. So if it means that I'm connecting somebody on LinkedIn to a friend or someone in HR, then I'm doing that. Or I'm mentoring young people who maybe need help with getting into college and or understanding on-campus life. Or maybe it's one of my passion projects that I'm currently working on now is I'm building out a career development curriculum for young people in my hometown. And the goal of that curriculum is to expose them to non-traditional jobs. So careers like marketers, um, 
actors, if you want to do set design, if you want to be an animator or a game engineer, all of those things that I know little country kids like me don't get exposed to. They see police, they see teachers, they see doctors and lawyers. That's about it. But what about the kid who doesn't like any of that, who feels like they have no hope or no real aspirations because they don't see anything that they like, right? And so I think that for me, it's more so about taking advantage of the opportunities that I've been given and gifted to really help elevate other people. That's what I feel like my purpose the theme of my purpose is but again yeah. how that's executed it changes from person to person mm, i like the idea of theme like maybe our our purpose it just has a theme yes yeah. <laughs> or it's like a i mean like a movie or a book or something like that and it's just different chapters mm-hmm. and it just all is about one thing but you know it looks very different over time yeah. and also you know thinking about as you you grow like Yes. It's going to look different just because of that. Yes. You know, moment to moment, you're going to be surrounded by different people. You may move to another location or whatever, and you know your purpose may sh- shift a lot, but that theme may still be the same. So I, I like that idea of a themed purpose. Yeah. That's that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What my, I mean, I think my purpose right now, and maybe more people have uh i don't know this this going on for themselves but for me i'm still in the process of like breaking away from some of those other ideas so you know i know that i i'm really good with people you know and Mm -hmm. I, i i have a connection to people and i like really getting to know what people are about in in us you know vibing in that way yeah and um i don't really know what that looks like and what that what that means for my life but i know and what i've found the more that i am tapping into the person i'm supposed to be Uh which requires me to break away from a lot of other things yes the the idea of what my purpose or at least what the theme is becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and it pushes me to do things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, you know? Yes. So if we're talking about this podcast, if we're talking about having certain conversations with people or standing up for yourself or taking that PTO or whatever that thing is, those things come out of me being true to myself, oh. you know? So if you're not, if you're so not good. being true to yourself, how can you truly find whatever that purpose is, you yes. know? So that's kind of like where I am. And I feel like I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see like just, you know, in a year or two years, like, all right, well, how will my purpose show up this time? You Absolutely. Know? And, you know, I'm always too, I always think about uh, like how in society we're, I still feel like uh, society wants us to be certain people, but I'm like, we are created to be different people that's why we have different minds we have different bodies we have different body types we have different shades like we're meant to be a unique being Mm -hmm. so the more you tap into that thing oh the beauty that will come from that you know so that's really been my journey but it 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 definitely like it takes a, a while or has been taking me a while to like really break from that because there's so many things that you have to unlearn as we talked about oh, a little bit earlier. Yeah. So 
yo, I don't know what my 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 ultimate purpose is, but I do think it in, it involves you know definitely um, community in some sort. I don't know what that looks mm-hmm. like, but that's what I what I feel. So yeah, I encourage y'all out there like get in tune with yourself <laughs> so yes. you can figure out what it is. Yes, it's so important. You gotta you have to do that inner work because if you don't. It's exactly what you said. You'll start subscribing to other people's thoughts about what you should be doing. And it's like, no, you were you are like one of one. Don't don't discount what that means. You were you were birthed to do something, right? You don't have to necessarily know all the details, but that means that you are unique and there is something on the inside of you that is meant to come out. And to manifest in a way that shapes the world from here on. So just think about that. That's so powerful. Yeah, I agree. Man, I think we can keep going on. We can. We definitely can. Uh, so um, we'll stop there for now. But okay. like, do you have any um, like final thoughts you want to leave the people with on this topic? Um, oh man, final thoughts. I'm definitely not, I don't know. I feel like that's such like an, that's for like an expert. Um, I would just say that, you know, if, if you feel like, you know, you're having trouble maybe identifying your purpose or you feel like you don't have one, that's absolutely, absolutely not true. Like we all have a purpose and we are purposed to do lots of things. So don't get down on yourself. Just do exactly what Jazz said. Start looking inside yourself. What do you enjoy doing? What brings you joy? Where, where, where are the places that you feel the most true to yourself? And then just follow that. And as you navigate that and you start unpacking and unlearning all the things that the world told you you should be and all the things that mom and dad told you that you were supposed to be and all the things that the pastor and the Sunday school teacher and your first grade teacher told you you're supposed to be, once you keep unpacking and unlearning that, you'll find yourself, and I promise you, purpose, you will run right into it. Yep. I agree. That's a final word for me too, because I receive all of that. That's it's so true. I mean, we are, there's just so much that we are taught yeah. over our lives. And I do feel like this is a, a interesting generation, like maybe the generate two gener- generations after me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the names. I know, I don't know the dates or the cutoff times, but I feel like this younger group of you know kids coming up i'm just like y'all are something different they I, don't are. Know. <laughs> I don't know i love it though i'm just like sometimes i look at these kids and i'm like y'all don't look like kids to me yeah y'all just look like even babies uh-huh. i'm like y'all just look like grown-ups yeah, they <laughs> so, do. That's so, funny. so i mean i hope with that y'all are you know finding yourselves a lot sooner than some of us yeah. um because at least we're getting to the point where we can unpack and unlearn some of these things but sometimes you you don't get to that point until later in life like way later in life so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that me and you know the people that i rock with we're trying to figure it out and we're supporting each other so definitely i would say community is a big part of that get around people who are kind of like pushing you and you're pushing them and you know you're living in purpose together you know yes. so man Thank you, Mache, for that talk. That no, was dope. thank you. It's that so good. So it's uh, so good. Yeah. So, um, 
couple things before we go. I do have a listener question for you. Okay. Um, I read it earlier. Uh, I read it earlier today. Um, this may be another conversation, but we'll we'll try to keep it as brief as possible. Okay. But the question is, how do you simplify and get things done rather than constantly idea generate? Oh my gosh Mm -hmm. oh my Mm -hmm. gosh oh my gosh Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i'm going to be the first person to say i don't know that i've mastered that yet however one of the things that i've been doing um over the last year is really trying to focus on mindfulness and really getting my brain to stay put for a second so i can get something done and so i've really become a notebook person And so what I do is I record everything from prayers to sermons to this is what I want to do to this is my to do list. It all goes in the same notebook. And what I've learned is that sometimes my brain just needs a download. And so if I put it down on paper, I have it so I don't have to worry about forgetting it. Whereas if I'm just thinking about it, I feel like I have to do it right now ideas are wonderful they are wonderful and you should always try to have a plethora of them but not every idea you are going to execute and so if you record them what ends up happening is you get to by process of elimination go back and say oh you know what Mm, that's probably not gonna work but this one is a good one and so I move it forward so I think that writing down has really helped me and again it's helped me keep kind of that mindfulness um, that focus I need so that I'm not distracted. Cause if not, I'm like a little, a little puppy, like mm-hmm. the red ball. If it's, if it's thrown left or right, I'm like going left or right. So I have to keep it. I have to keep things, um, in a notebook and that's really helped me so far. Yo, that's good. I was thinking about this earlier today. Same thing. Like, I think ideas are great. You know, they're, gifts in you know in and of themselves to me but um I've been trying to get them out of me like that's that's my main thing is um my partner bought me I haven't used it yet but he bought me this book called um half-assed ideas or something like that yeah so it's like you could just write it write things down and like leave it so I'm like oh I needed this I needed this (laughs) but yeah um, I've realized that there are ideas that, I mean, there is no expiration on ideas. So if you get them out, kind of like you're recording it, or you're writing it, whatever you're doing, if you get it out of you, then you can figure out mm-hmm. how do I execute yes. or if I even want to, or yes. maybe it's for someone else to execute. We don't, you don't really know. So, you know, I'm working on getting those things out of me. Also, I'm working on just starting one. So whatever whatever I feel, you know, passionate about the most, all right, let's write a plan for this. Like let's let's go online, research how to start this thing or the background behind whatever that thing is. And is my interest still there? Okay, let me go to the next thing. So Absolutely. you know, the hardest thing is always step one. It is. So so whatever that thing is, just figure out, okay, what is step one? And do I want to do step one? You still have the choice, you know? So I I definitely agree with you as far as getting it out, writing it. And, you know, I'm thinking about things that I'm doing this year. Some of these things I thought about 
three, four years ago. I'm thinking about other things I want to do right. that I thought about in college, like yes. over 12 years ago. And I'm like, oh, I can do this in a different way now. But the idea is still the same. Let me bring it back up and figure it out. So I think never like, I don't think you need to throw away ideas. Um, but maybe it's just like, this isn't the time. So I think the writing down definitely helped. You could be 65 and be like, you know what? That thing I want to do at 30, now's the time. Let's yes. do it. You know? And that's the beauty of it of it all, you know? So that's my advice. But we're no experts. We already said right. that. <laughs> but cool. Thank you for answering that. That was a, a really, really good answer. And, you know, I'm definitely like I'm in alignment with that for sure. All right. So looks like we're kind of starting to wrap things up. Um, so tell us, you know, what you got going on, where people can find you if you want them to find you. Um, yeah. Um, sure. I I try to live a pretty PG friendly um, social life. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm on Twitter. You can find me at s.mish, the letter S, D O T. M-E-E-S-H. I've been there since January um, 20... Oh, 2009. Oh my gosh. I'm dating oh, myself. Wow. Yes. I've had Twitter since then and that same Twitter. So um, I'm there. It's a hodgepodge of all kinds of things, um, but would love to connect with anyone who wants to. You can also find me on Instagram. My account is private, but I would love to interact with someone from the great overthinker community. So if you want to find me there, um, the handle is pronounced the same, but it's spelled differently. It's E-S-S-D-O-T-M-E-E-S-H-S.Mish um, on IG. And then if you are so inclined, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. I'm there. I'm Shay Prophet. I'm sure Jazz will spell it out for you in all the details. So looking forward to connecting and so excited to listen to the rest of this season, Jazz. Me too. Thank you so much. You're so, welcome. All right. So our last little segment is called Team Who. Okay. And I'm going to set up, a, um, I don't usually do this, but I'm about to set you up like a, um, a scenario. Okay. So go, go with me. So okay. you're set. We're taking you back in time to 1977. You're in, let's say you're in LA. Uh-huh. And you're walking the street, you know, you're with your boo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes to you and he's like, yo, I have tickets to two shows that's playing in like 30 minutes, okay. same time, two different venues across town, uh, opposite ends of town. So they have either two tickets, because you're with your boo, two uh-huh. tickets to see Donny Hathaway. Okay. Or they have two tickets to see Nina Simone. So are you team <gasps> oh Donny Hathaway? Gosh. Our team, Nina Simone. This is It's supposed to be hard and you can't explain. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going with Donnie. Mm, That's a great choice. I'm going with Donnie. Nina's good too, though. We love you, I know. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you for playing. All right, y'all. So we're at the end of the show today. Remember to subscribe to The Great Overthinker on Spotify Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is The Great Overthinker. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the show, please submit to our website, thegreatoverthinker.com. 
that's all we have for today. And we'll have a little bonus episode after this if you want to know um, a little bit more into why Mache picked Team Donnie. So stay tuned for that. But otherwise, y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye, Mache. Bye. <laughs>